0: If you're in construction, then you're in the right place. Welcome to the Constructed Behaviors Podcast. I'm your host, Barb Allen. I'm a woman with decades of experience in the construction industry, and most of it on the job site. I know how rewarding this industry can be, but like you, I also know that we could improve. Let's work together to make changes from the inside out. At a particular position, even though you knew you were capable of more? Have you taken a break from the construction industry and been hesitant to return? Have you chased a college degree while working full-time and parenting children? Today's guest, Abby Radabaugh, can answer yes to all of those questions. Abby started in the construction industry by answering phones and today is an estimator and project manager for a female-owned general contracting company, Flannery Construction in Saint Paul, Minnesota. Welcome to the show, Abby. Hello. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. So you started answering phones at an HVAC company. Like, how how did you even how did you even find the job and and decide like, oh, I think I'll try this construction industry company.
1: Well, um, that one, it was an accidental choice, um, accidentally by, uh, on purpose, Um, that was dictated by my role as a mother. I actually thought I wanted to go into police work, um, but I had a brand new baby at home. And so even though that was my life ambition and what I'd been chasing ever since I graduated from high school, um, with the new baby at home, I knew I couldn't take on a role in a position where I would be working night work. Swing shifts, whatever crazy hours that that's required um, in that field. And so, when um, starting to search for a, a job and something full time with stability and paying the bills with a brand new baby, um, I accepted an offer for a position entry level answering phones at a heating and cooling company. And to be honest, before I even entered that, I didn't know what HVAC stood for. I had to read that <laughs> before I went into the interview. So. I am a full testament to you can start somewhere and it can be absolutely at the bottom. Absolutely.
0: Um, Okay. So wait, I want to go back and touch on, I do remember seeing, I think in your LinkedIn
1: profile, so you were military police for a while. Is that correct? I was, I went into the military right after high school. Um, So I just, college wasn't the right fit for me at the time. Um, Just due to, you know, life circumstances, I came from a um, a home with a single mother and you know I just I didn't have a, a lot of those resources to jump right into it and I wasn't fully sure how I wanted to do it and that was that was my best path to get into police work. So um I went that route. That's awesome. Well uh first of all thank you for your service and
0: for everyone that you worked with. Um okay so you were at the heating and cooling company answering phones and something you said to me is that you were eager you found yourself eager to learn more about the business. What what part of the business did you particularly find intriguing that you're like I, I want to know
1: more about this? I don't want to just answer phones. Um, I it was everything about it. Um, I was I was hungry to learn every every little bit that I could. Um, I, while I was answering phones, I was doing a lot of accounting stuff, accounts payable, um, type things, and then um, took a position doing dispatch coordination, accounts receivable. Um, and then, I, I mean, I was just hungry to dig in and find ways to do more and be a more proactive member of the team. I just, I've, I've always had that hunger to just to do more and be more and be a part of the process. Um, and so I started digging into the safety stuff too. And then um, they needed help in the estimating team, and so I started learning how to do takeoffs with back in the day when we were using paper prints and highlighters and a ruler. And I mean, I. I I didn't know what I was doing when I started, but somebody was willing to teach me, thank goodness, because that's what it takes is just somebody having the patience to sit down and say, okay, this is, this is how we get things done. And I have enough confidence in you that you can figure out how to do it. So
0: that's awesome. So I don't, I don't think I told you this when we talked, but um, my dad owned a heating and air conditioning business. Um, He started it when I was in kindergarten. So, um, and it was a a small residential, mostly like commercial little, but Um, As you as you're sitting here talking, I can just imagine I'm picturing his office and I'm picturing you sitting at the desk where Sharon, um, who answered his phones, sat and Sharon was just amazing. I still remember the day that they interviewed Sharon. I was a kid, but they kept bringing all these people in and like Sharon came in. It was like they were done like they knew she was the right person and i mean she dug in and she did everything except the physical hvac work she would dive in and do it all and they loved her they loved her initiative she was smart i mean she kept them in line like so i'm just uh, i am reminiscing um about an amazing woman from my past um just as i picture as i picture you in that role so
1: i think nice
0: um she sounds great <laughs> she she absolutely was. Unfortunately, she passed away from breast cancer a few years ago. Oh. But she she was amazing. And then just a random uh, fun fact. So Sharon had this car with a uh, um, what do you call those personalized license plates? I always wanted personalized plates. I thought those <laughs> were so cool. But Sharon's were R U N N L eight running late. And I'm like, oh my god, that's amazing. Oh my <laughs> that is so my motto. Like I'm always running late, and so. Anyway, totally off topic. Sorry. Okay. I love it. So, you you stayed in the industry. You you dug in as much as you could, but at some point you took a break. I you did. took a break. You took about 5 to 6 years off, right? I did. Um, what tell tell us about the decision. Was it an easy decision?
1: Was it a hard decision um taking that break? Um I would say it both. It was easy and it was hard. It was Um, Easing the fact that I took that decision because, you know, having a young family, we started having more children. Um, And so I I had another one. And then the third one followed two years later. And so now I'm a mom of all of these children at home. And uh, my husband at the time was his career was pretty demanding. And so I also understood that as much as I love my career and I love what I do every day, I also had little ones at home that desperately needed me. The family needed me. They needed me there focusing on that. And so it was hard to step away and say, okay, I'm going to put this on the table for a little while. Um, Always knowing that someday I wanted to come back. I didn't know how that was going to happen, but I knew I needed to focus on what I needed to focus on at the time. And I'm glad that I did. Yeah. So, when you so, love your kids, that makes it easy.
0: So what, what, what finally set made you say, okay, I'm ready. I'm ready to go back five or six years later. What was that
1: um. Well, the the drive in me to do more and be more it never went away. Um. When my youngest was ready to go off to kindergarten, that was it. This was my defining moment where okay, now they're on their way and don't need me full time during the day, so I can get back to focusing, focusing on on me and my career and you know the things that really drive me and make me passionate about what I do every day. So I said. I'm doing it and I just looked for another entry level position and you know the rest is history. So here we are.
0: Well, and when you filled out the form to apply to be a guest, you mentioned that it you were hesitant. It was scary coming back in wondering like who was going to accept you? What positions were they going to accept you at? Um talk the listeners through that because I would bet there are listeners out there who have Or are in the same situation and they're figuring out how do I come back when I've been when I've been out because there there is a stigma on how long you've been out of the industry what do you what do you know now
1: how could we use you sure um I I did hesitate because my first thought is who's going to take me seriously with a five or six year gap on my resume I mean that's a in the professional world that's a pretty large amount of time um, and as a woman, you know, I, I think we spend a lot of times disqualifying our, disqualifying ourselves. Um, you know, that, that self-doubt that I, I know what I know and I can do what I can do and I can, I can prove it even if I don't have a, a track record that to fall back on. Um, so when I applied for that position, I said, you know what, the last five years that I've been doing something has been equally as important. And so I put it on my resume, I put on my resume that I was a domestic engineer for five years. And I I was herding cats and taking care of children. And I'm sorry, if you can, if you can manage a household and take care of children, you could manage the workings of a business. It's, there's, there's no shortcoming to keeping things going and, and running smoothly there. And it, it's all equally applicable. And thank goodness I did find the HR manager that hired me. Um, We talked through that. And I, I walked into that interview with just a moment of insane courage where I was willing to talk about it and not feel ashamed of it. I mean that there's nothing to be ashamed about to take that decision to stay at home and take care of your family and raise your kids. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I was proud of that. And I think when you can go and you can, you can attest to that and why it was important and be self-assured of that and project that he heard it and he loved it. And it's, after that one of the things he told me was one of the reasons he hired me was because I was so self-confident um in my insistence that that was an important job too. So um when you're saying he was he the HR manager? He was. He was.
0: So I love that because unconscious bias pops up all the time. And we are all guilty of it. And as you were talking about the HR manager, in my head, I assumed you were sitting down with a woman who probably also had kids and understood. And as soon as you said he, it just was like, Barb, no,
1: I'm just biased. Like yes, um, men, men understand it too. I mean, absolutely. I, I, we have to give them the benefit of the doubt that they too have family and they have children and they, they know the demands that are required of, of doing that task. So I, you know, I was glad that he heard that and he had children of his own and he understood. Um, and so I I wouldn't assume that they don't also, you know, give grace and understanding there that that is, it's a big task. Yeah. Well,
0: I love that you called it um domestic engineer, that you were a domestic engineer <laughs> for five years in case the listeners missed that. That's amazing. I love that title. And I love that you just owned it. um When you take that kind of career break, um, you, you do it for a reason, um, whether it's just a mental health break that you needed some time off, which is what I did when I quit my, my last job. And I took three to four months off before I started my business. Um, I just needed a mental health break. I needed to decompress from the last, the previous couple of years and get my head straight. And you know what? I, I'm okay telling people that. And I think the more that you and I and others start just being comfortable sharing that story, it will make others comfortable with the breaks that they have chosen to take. And hopefully it makes other people comfortable to take the breaks
1: that they so much need. Absolutely. I think self-awareness is huge. And if you have somebody that walks in your office and they're self-aware enough to know what's important to them and when they need to take a break or step back or reevaluate, I think that's a really smart thing to do. Um, and I mean, the, the alternative is somebody that that crumbles under the pressure, can't handle it or is trying to hold it together and they might be falling apart on these. That's not a good employee. They're just they if they can't take care of themselves, how can they be focusing on what they need to focus on? So having somebody in front of you that's self-aware, that knows when to say, hey, I got to hit the pause button and, you know, reevaluate things, put my thing, you know, my my life or my priorities in order and get right back to it. That's admirable. I, I highly respect that. Absolutely. So, what is the role that you took when you came back to work, the first um, one? The first role I took was um, an executive assistant. It was um, a, a contracting company in Iowa. Um, they did um, commercial framing, carpentry, and roughing, and I was just the assistant to the owner. Um, so I took that role, and you know, was just willing to do whatever I needed to do. Tell me what what tasks need done, um, and I started. Slowly being given tasks that included project-specific tasks, tasks not just specific to his, you know, daily agenda or whatever. And um, it was actually within a few months of working for him that he re- really restored that confidence in myself and gave me that boost that I needed um, to to do more. He, you know, he looked at me and he said, "I can have you keep doing this, but you're you're more than an assistant. You're you're a project engineer. You need to be doing project work." And so he said, well, let's hire somebody else to do this. Let's give you more. And so he did not. that. belief, His belief in me still rings in my ears to this day. Every time that I kind of have a moment of self-doubt, I remember that, you know, back to when somebody that was important to me believed in me. And I, if that's what it takes, keep holding on to that. That's awesome. So
0: at what point did you decide to go chase your construction management degree?
1: Um, working in the field, um, on, on project as project engineer um, for a few years, I quickly recognized that I was coming into um, a position in the industry where I was working alongside people that were uh, much younger than me, that, you know, a lot of people that were fresh out of college and they had that degree. And while the company that I was with, um, when I did move up to the Twin Cities, they, you know, they, they did give me that benefited out that I had the experience. And they took a chance on me based on that experience, not the fact that I didn't have that degree, because I did get a lot of notes. When I started sending out my resume, I had quite a few, um you know, great leading general contractors in the area that simply turned away my resume, because they said I wasn't qualified, because I didn't have that degree. And so I kind of made that promise to myself that once I got into a position where I could start working on that, that that was important to me. And I, I felt like, there was, there was knowledge gaps. Um, you know, while I, I am confident in what I'm doing and while I have a lot of experience, I will be the first to say that there's always something more that I, I could learn or need to learn or something that's just going to make me better at my job. Sure. Um, and so if there's a gap, I'm going to find it and I'm going to fill it in with everything that I can and soak up all that knowledge. So that way, you know, I can confidently go in every day, know that I know what I'm doing and I have the expertise to back it up. And I'm going to make minimal mistakes because I do have that. Um, and so I got into a position with a company um, that supported me going back to school. You know, they were all for it. And as long as I was getting my work done and keeping things balanced out, they were right behind me and encouraged me to do that along the way. Um, and so I, I found a, um, a university that did all completely online. I didn't have to walk into a classroom. Um, ever and this was pre-pandemic and so of course now there's a lot more universities that do offer that Uh, but I did find the one accredited college because they're out there that do offer these classes online and so my my free time and evenings and weekends I was spending doing classwork and going to work during the day and trying to figure out time to make dinner in between (laughs) which um which university um did you choose um I attend Indiana State University Uh, They're out of Terre Haute, Indiana, and I'm currently in my senior year. That's
0: awesome. So you started your degree while you were working Mm full-time and had how many kids at home?
1: Um, We have four children, one not being at home any any longer. I will give give that disclaimer here. She's 22 and out of the house, and so that's just an occasional mom worry check-in kind of a thing. But <laughs> um, then there's three other ones, 13, 15, and 17. That's awesome. So um,
0: you had mentioned your husband earlier. Um, so he was at home to help you. Uh, he's part of, at home. He's he's part of that family structure that's helping with all of that. In, in what ways was he the most helpful as you went through your first three years you're in your senior year now but as you were going through all of that in what ways was your partner the most helpful um to help other people understand how
1: they can help people in their lives sure. I, think, I think um the number one thing was just having his support to do that from day one I mean that was that was a big conversation me coming to him and saying hey I think I want to take on one more thing because we already had so much on our plate you know we Work both work full time. We have a farm that we manage. Um, and we just, we just have a lot on our plate and then add in children and just day to day chaos. Um, it's a lot. And so we had to get on the same page with each other from day one. Um, I couldn't, couldn't do it without his support and saying, okay, yep, if this is what we're going to do, this is how we're going to do it. This is how we're going to find the time. This is how we're going to find the funds and we're going to just make it happen. Um, and you know, ever since then, he, He does the best that he can to kind of pay attention where he sees I'm over overwhelmed. You know, he'll cue up kids and say, hey, mom's busy. She's got a paper due. I need you guys helping with the dishes or whatever it is. Um, Or he'll step up and say, yeah, what can we do? How can we help? And my mother-in-law, she does the same thing too. She's wonderful. She steps in and and she says, you're busy. How can we help? Or sometimes she comes in and she'll just start corralling the, the kids and giving them Sparking orders, that's off they all go, and I can focus on what I need to focus on. So that support system is huge to help me succeed. Yeah, you're lucky to
0: have that. And, you know, I it doesn't always have to be family. There are single moms out there um, that can make this transition as well. It's just about finding the, r- the right support system. It doesn't have to be people who necessarily live with you. Um, right. But that support system is so, so important.
1: I would say even if, even if somebody just had a best friend that understood where they're at in life and what they're trying to do, um, that, that can just check in on, you you know, and Hey, how are things going? Or sometimes it's just a pep talk or I'm proud of you or encourage you to keep going. And, you know, sometimes that's all it takes is just somebody saying, okay, you got this. It's, I know it's hard, but you're doing good. Just keep it up. Yeah. yeah.
0: So what would you say to anyone looking to get back into the construction industry after taking a break?
1: Um, I would say don't don't limit yourself. Um, I think self-doubt is the biggest barrier that a lot of women have, especially um, to getting back into the industry. I know I focus a lot of times on paying attention to the things that I tell myself or the ways that I disqualify, disqualify myself in my head or e- even in day-to-day interaction. Um, I have to tell myself that I can do it and I have to not be afraid to fail. Um, and so I would say start practicing to fail. Start small if you have to. Learn a new craft or something where um, you can really jump into something that doesn't feel comfortable and be okay to, you know what, I might not get this right, but I'll, I'll figure it out. Start practicing what failure feels like and how to overcome that. And then just start practicing that that language that you tell yourself, that that self-belief and stop using disqualifying statements. Um, I found, I find myself a lot like in emails, you know, I'll start typing it out and I'll say, I just want to, or let, you know, let me help me understand this or something where I, I'm using words that I'm not projecting that I know what I'm talking about. I know what I'm doing and I don't want to, um, I would never want to be anything but humble, but at the same time, you, you, it's okay to be confident in what you're doing and not doubt that you're capable of doing it. That's right. Um, So just. Stop the limiting self-belief and self-doubt. Just believe that you can do it and just start somewhere.
0: Yep, that's great advice. What would you say to parents trying to balance being a dedicated parent and a career?
1: I would say that it is okay to be good at both and not have to be perfect at both. I can be good at my job and still be good at being a parent. And I can also be good at, be a parent while still being good at my job, but nobody expects me to be perfect at both or either for that matter of fact. I mean, we're all going to make mistakes in either arena of our life and it's okay to just do the best you can do with good intentions and hard work and just show up for both and do your best. Yeah. The
0: only person looking for perfection in us is us. Right. <laughs> it's, <just> an unreasonable, <laughs> it's an unreasonable expectation.
1: It is. Yep.
0: So something we haven't talked about, and I want to touch on before we wrap up is NAWIC. So you yeah. have been a member of NAWIC for almost three years. You are incoming president, um, starting in October of the Minneapolis St. Paul chapter. So congrats for that. Thank um, you. I'm excited. What, what, you, what have you gotten out of NAWIC um thus far? What would you say that you've gotten out of it that would recommend it to other other women in the industry?
1: I love NAWIC just because um, the support system that women can draw on. I think there's a lot of times, if you're not in a huge company with unlimited resources, you can find yourself out in an island as a woman in the industry um, yeah. where it, I mean, you're just it's we know what it feels like to be the only or you know, just not everybody understands everything. And so having that additional support system and even a support system outside of your family, but also outside of your organization, your own company that, you know, you can bounce ideas off of, or, you know, you have a, something that's kind of frustrating you that you're like, okay, I just need it. I just need a sounding board to kind of help me regain perspective on this. Just having those, those women um, to be able to go to and learn from. And, you know, we did, we have fun. We do a lot of fun things. We're friends uh, first and foremost too, but we also We learn a lot from each other you know we we try to be very intentional about um the kind of meetings that we have that that everybody can get something from it you know everybody not it might not be the perfect the perfect event or perfect meeting for them that they're going to get absolutely everything that they can out of it but there should be something there for everyone and so having that um, that network of women it has been incredible and i cannot count the number of times that we have leaned on each other for something personally or professionally um, when it comes to something, you know, I'll, if I'm working on an estimate and, you know, maybe I'm sending out an invite to somebody and there's a woman in my network that maybe uh, some, everybody else is busy. Well, she'll, she'll recognize it's coming for me. So she's like, okay, I'll help try to find the resources to get what you need to help you be good at your job and vice versa. You know, I want to extend those same courtesies and respect to her um, and, the company that she's with, because uh, we're all in this together. We're all playing in the sandbox together, and we all need each other to succeed to succeed ourselves. Um, and so, having that um, those women as a resource in the industry has been really valuable too. Um, and I've also found opportunities to bring other women into the industry because of those relationships and those networks. You know, I've, yeah. I've talked to women that are trying to get in the industry and they don't know where to start or they don't know who's hiring. And sometimes it's just putting feelers out with those women. What do you know? Who do you know? There's another woman that we need to bring up and help up. Um, how do we get her started? And then that helps me know where to go to put her in touch with those resources for the right person to talk to to get her there. I might not know everything, but somebody does somewhere. So I've I've seen women come into the industry because of those connections. So that's amazing because we need every single one of them.
0: That's fantastic. I'm glad that you have gotten so much out of NaWix in, in such a short time. Um, and I have really appreciated you taking the time to share your story with us today. I, I am hoping that it has provided the encouragement and motivation that someone out there needed to jump back into the construction industry, no matter how long of a break they have taken. If you know someone that could benefit from this particular episode, then share it with them. Or if you want to continue to learn about the untapped and underutilized resources that will take your business to the next level, then follow the podcast. You don't want to miss an episode where we discuss what you needed to hear. And lastly, there is a link in the show notes that will allow you to reach out to me directly if you want to accelerate that learning curve. Thanks for listening. Talk soon.